Jonesy and Amanda in the morning. 101.7 WSFM. Well, we heard MasterChef would have three new judges. Well, we all wondered how's that going to go. Well, as we all know, it's going gangbusters. Chef and restaurateur Jockson Frillo looks right at home with his tailored vests and his Scottish accent. Fellow judge Melissa refers to him as hot chocolate. <laughs> Thrilled to have him join us this morning. Hello, Jock. How are you? Hello, how are you going? Jock, how are you? And there's nothing all good about this, but Amanda had a dream about you the other day. It wasn't a saucy dream, apparently. No. It was a friendship dream. It was a friendship dream. dream. We, I met you when we were friends, and I was happy for it. Well, I'm very, very honoured to be in your dreams. Goodness. Mm. And you've got a child crying in the background. This is ruining everything. Yeah, there's a big cold spoon there. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, cold spoon. Yeah. You ruined it for everyone. <laughs> Friendship dream? What was going on? Well, I think we were at a function, a Channel 10 function or something, huh? and and we were just chatting to each other. And Look, Jonesy doesn't believe this, but yes, we were sure. just chatting to each and other. next minute? Next minute we were chatting to each other, that's mm. all. And that's it? That's it. That's no details of the conversation? No, no. What, what were you wearing? I don't know. I, there's no more details to be wearing? discussed. I think there might have been a kilt involved. Was there a we'll kilt involved? What was under that kilt? No, stop. Look, it's so nice to talk to you, Jock, and hearing your family in the background there, you finally reconnected because I know that while you're filming in Melbourne, your your wife sort of has been in Adelaide and it's been very hard with coronavirus for your family to be together. Yeah, look, it's um, she's pregnant. So we kind of sort of thought, look, it's, it, at the early stages of coronavirus, like everybody, we were just unsure of, of, of how bad it was going to be, first of all, and secondly, how it would affect um, anyone that was pregnant. So we just didn't know. So... Um, uh, my wife went back to Adelaide with, um, I've got two, just over two-year-olds, and my eldest daughter of 19, Eva, she went back with uh, Lawrence to the Adelaide Hills and stayed at her house there while mm. we kept filming, because obviously I was on set with 100 people every day, and you know, it just, we, we just didn't know, you know what I mean? And like I, like I say, I know that we weren't the only people in that situation, but it seemed like the safest thing to do, so I was utterly miserable on my own for uh, six weeks. It was horrible. <laughs> Well, and it would have been dreadful for you as well, because I'd imagine getting called up to be a Master Chef judge, you have all of this, and then all of a sudden coronavirus comes along. Yeah, it was it was really unusual, and then I think you know this week's the first week on air where where we've had all the social distancing malarkey actually on set, which obviously there's a big difference, and it looks fully weird at the beginning. It felt very weird, um, and it's just something we've had to get used to. You know, the whole. Sort of no high fives, no uh, hug when somebody leaves. Do you know what I mean? When mm. someone's emotional, you just want to give them a hug. I mean, it's human nature, isn't it? Um, mm. So it's been this. I found that very difficult, but, and I'm sure everybody has. Like I say, it's, you know, when someone's upset, you can't hug them. It's weird, mm. right? I, I was I was reading here, uh, and speaking of coronavirus, apparently you have eaten a bat. You ate a bat in Vanuatu. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you're like Ozzy Osbourne. You're the other one that's eaten a bat. I've eaten so much weird stuff over the years. We did a show on Discovery Channel years ago, and, and uh, yeah, I, I travelled the world, 10 different countries, very remote communities, and I ate, let me tell you, some very weird things um, and weird situations, but they were all of cultural importance to, to the community I was visiting. And um, I've got to say, when you're in that situation, it kind of, I, I know it's a bat, right? Like, I get that, but when you're there and you're, uh, in some kind of comprehension and understanding of the culture you're sitting in, the, the fact is a bat kind of fades into nothing and you're just there in that moment doing this thing with that culture, learning something about them. Mm. Pretty amazing. So what's, is what, it any good? Yeah, what's it taste like? 
Um, I'm going to tell you, it was delicious. It really was. Um, mm. They cooked over a fire. I mean, Lennox Hefty would have been super proud. He would have been either all over a fire dog, giving <laughs> up a chance. Um, it was just delicious. And, and like I say, I think it's one of those things. You know, when you're in Italy, you you know, you do a pasta and there's uh, two ingredients and then you try and do it back home. It's not mm. quite the same. I've yeah. a feeling that probably be the same. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the thing that's tasted worse? The worst thing you've ever tasted? I think it was, I was in Ethiopia and there was a, a hump. You know, like the Brahmin cows have this sort of weird hump, not, mm-hmm. not quite as big as a camel, but it's well up there. And they, they sort of, they, they kill the cow and then they take it out raw, this, this bit of the hump, and then they carve it up and you eat it standing and feel raw. Oh. And I looked at it and I thought, man, this is like, you know, this, it wants putting in a, you know, in a braise for like four hours. You know, mm. not to be eaten raw. Um, but that was just the beginning because then they started bringing out the fermented grass from the inside of the stomach and all of a sudden I was oh. just, I was so ill after that. It was shocking. It was very, it was an amazing experience because it was on Christmas Day so it was part of a huge celebration with the Killwood Cow and the, there's all these villages of different villages clubbed up together to buy a cow in order to do this for a celebration on Christmas Day. So it was a very full-on experience, but, um, man, I struggled that day. I really did. It never <laughs> occurred to me that that hump was made of meat. I would have thought it was bone or something. No, it's, it's like, it's kind of, do you know, it looked a lot like beef cheeks, if you've ever seen mm. them. So very gelatinous looking and sort of lots of intercostal tissue and stuff. It's very, uh, like I said, it's something that would really be beautiful if it'd been braised for four hours rather than eaten raw. And mm. let me tell you, if it wasn't for the moonshine that they were making, they make a thing <laughs> which is moonshine. Yeah. I just don't know how to go through it. And good morning to you if you're eating your special K right now and enjoying <laughs> this discussion. Well, I'm going Jock- to plan it for Christmas in July. <laughs> it sounds delicious. Uh, Jock, it's great to talk to you, and I'm sure that you'll be the subject of many of Amanda's friendship dreams. <laughs> In the future. <laughs> Can't wait to be in another friendship dream. <laughs> no friendship Jock. dream. Uh, MasterChef Australia back to win continues at 7.30 on Channel 10 tonight. Thank you, Jock. Join Zee and Amanda in the morning. 101.7 <laughs> W-S-M. W-S-M.